Okay, guys, big episode of the Nordies Podcast. We recap the Mandalorian finale. There's a new Duffer Brothers show coming to Netflix. We love jury duty, and we finish our rewatch with super bad. Here we go. And here we go, Nordies Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with the one and only Jimmy Channels. How are we doing? JC's good. How are you? Hey, I'm great. (laughs) We had a great episode earlier this week where we uh, broke down all of Minnesota sports and beyond. Mm -hmm. Uh, The good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, It always feels like there's more ugly than good. There's been a lot of ugly. Um, You know, it's nice to have a couple teams in the playoffs, but it ain't going great. No. Um, I did appreciate you prepping me for the draft, which I didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't study for these things. I just listen to this. Yeah. So thank you. That's good. So if you don't know what's going to happen in this draft or you want to get some ideas of shit to watch for, listen to that pod. Yeah. Go back, check that out. Uh, And also give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast and subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Yeah, thank you. And drink everyday THC seltzer from Through Hemp and Head Flyer. Yeah, you should do that. How you about should that? do that every Free day. ad, Eric. Do you mind? No, I love it. You should okay. do that every day. Okay, I'll yeah, I'll try it. Try well, to just like No, they should do that every day. They should. There's actually no bad days for it. Yeah. Turns out. All right. Uh so here we go. Uh beer. What are we drinking? All right, dude. This is uh Fair State, friend of the pod. And this one they call Strong Friend Moves, which is like Starting a podcast together. That's a pretty strong friend that move, is. wouldn't you say? Yeah. Um, I like this beer. Um, I've become a big uh, Pilsner fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because we've annihilated our palates with every crazy kind of beer, and now we're getting to like the be the, the, the snobby beer people. We're like, you know, a lager is very difficult to make, actually. And when done right, it's... Ooh, it, I don't want to hear that. I just want to drink lagers and pilsners, though. Yeah, you just don't say stuff like that. You'd I don't need to. I don't need to. I don't care how you brew it. I just want to have tasty pilsners. And this one is a hoppy one. Yeah, hoppy pilsner. I enjoy it. So good job, Fair State. Good work. Lots oh, of good beer coming from Fair State right now. Friend of the pod, former Nordy winner, Fair State. All right, so <laughs> here we go. We're going to jump into Do We Care? And I think that I want to start with this. We talked last week about a reboot of Harry Potter. Right. And that Harry Potter was ordered up by HBO, seven seasons for the seven books. Each book gets its own season. Um, we're hoping it turns into some more, uh, you know, maybe more of an adult. Um, I hope so. Like, I'm just hoping it's like a little HBO-ified, like... It's a little more adult. It's a little more dark and intense and violent and things like that. HBO, not known for their kids' programming. Yeah, so that's what I'm hoping for. And I do think that that's what we'll get. But we're also now getting another, just a few days later, Mm. it got announced that Twilight is going to have a TV show too, redoing Twilight. Really? On HBO as Uh, well? We don't know where it's going to be yet, but it's being made by Lionsgate, which I don't think I like a lot of their stuff. I feel like Lionsgate... Is some trash. I think Lionsgate. If it's like there's A24 on one side of the production, yeah. and then Lionsgate's, like who does the Fast and the Furious? That's got to be Lionsgate. It's got to be the I Saw movies. <laughs> definitely Lionsgate. <laughs> right. It was. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, it was. It was. That sounds right. Yeah. So this is probably gonna be bad, but does it have the potential to be better than the movies? Yeah. Now, does the Harry Potter franchise have a have potential to be better than the movies? Probably not. Maybe. I think so. But I think like ma- making remaking something that sucked 
is a great idea. That's what they should be doing. Yeah, no, I agree. Cool things or things that could be cool if they didn't suck. Of of course, those books were pretty bad too. Yeah. Like the Twilight was it Stephanie Meyer? Yeah. What's she done lately? I don't think anything. Okay, right. So she's a J.K. Rowling. Yeah, you got one for us? I do, man. Um, and we do care about that. I guess we don't care about that. I don't care at all. I won't watch it. Here's unless, here's unless it's like on. Amazon and people love it. Yeah. So here's one that I think you'll care about because you liked Extraction 1. Yeah. This is Extraction 2 coming out. Okay. Hemsworth, the Russo brothers, or in, whatever. In. In Netflix, you're going to get it free, all these yeah. things. They have a 14-minute single-take action sequence in it. 14 minutes with no cuts. That's cool. That's pretty epic. I like that. I like that it's like they're not mailing it in. That is difficult. That, that 14 minutes... Took them five times, ten times longer to make that fourteen minutes of film because they had to choreograph everything and choreograph the cameras and it, you know all the effects had to go off with you know it's just going to be kind of impressive to watch. I think that they the reason I kind of like these movies is because I think that they're just having fun. Yeah. So I think that they're like okay, we have to make a movie. We'll get our guy Hemsworth. Hmm. What should we do this time? Long action scenes. We haven't done one of those yet. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> They're just having fun. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I didn't even finish the first one, so I don't think I care about this. But I don't it is know cool. what even happened in the first one. I know like someone got kidnapped and he had to like get him back. Someone was extracted. They extracted the kid. Oh no, he had the kid and he had to protect him. Right. Yeah, no, I, I liked it. I don't really remember anything else beyond that, other than that I was just like, this was cool. Yeah. It was like I said, I think I described it as Call of Duty video game as a movie. That sounds right. That's kind of how it felt to me. So, yeah, I guess I care about that a little bit, that they're going to do some kind of really ambitious action scene. Okay, well, do you care about this? Peaky Blinders creator is doing a series about the life of Shakespeare. I actually do. Whoa. I do. I'm a big Bill Shakespeare guy. I didn't know that about you. Did you you know that if I had taken one more class, I could have gotten a minor in Shakespearean studies? I truly, I know you well, and I didn't know that. Didn't know that. So that means I took multiple Shakespeare classes in college. I have read them all. I enjoy the works. I think it will be interesting. I know with Peaky Blinders, it's in English, but I need to use subtitles. So I expect the same thing with this show uh, to be completely unintelligible without subtitles. But, you know, it's a, it's a it has a lot stacked against it that it's like a period piece and a, you know, a biopic. Uh, but it has things for it, like Stephen Knight do it, you know, from Peaky Blinders yep, and... Yep. The Bill Shakespeare, which we haven't really seen, you know, Shakespeare in Love. I don't think that was even real, was it? Was that a real story? I don't think so. I, I didn't imagine that it was. I didn't either. I thought so, it was like just like a story of like, I thought it was like a romantic comedy and they both liked Shakespeare or something. I assume that they like went back in time. I didn't know. I, 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 I really don't know. We, we shouldn't watch it. No. <laughs> We're, let's not ever answer that. Uh, but yeah, I guess I care about this. Would you, do you care about this at all? So I never watched Peaky Blinders, and actually I have I some either. good friends um, that uh, really want me to and think it's amazing. Right. And so I'm more interested in watching Peaky Blinders than The Shakespeare Show. That would make sense, um, but I bet you don't. Mm. Oh, gotcha there. I'm pretty far behind on TV <laughs> yeah, as it is, say, so... Dude. We'll see. It ain't gonna happen during lacrosse season, that's no, for sure. Maybe over not. the summer. Maybe over the summer. All right. Um, All right, dude. I got, got one for you. 
Um, this is going to be bad news for you, I feel okay. like. And okay. I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry, and I do think you're going to care. Elizabeth Olsen has said, I have no contract with the MCU. I have no plans to be in anything coming up. She believes that she may be done. I Which, don't her character think... fucking died, I thought. so. See, I think her character just had like an ambiguous end, you know, like where she just like is super powerful in magic and then like things like collapsed around her and we're supposed to just assume maybe she died. But it just is like the kind of thing where if they want her to be alive, she can be. For sure. Um, I think she'll be back. As much as I love Elizabeth Olsen um, as an actress, as a character in the MCU, I just think that she'll be back when they ask her to be. I think so too. I just don't know what to do with the character. She killed hundreds of people in that movie in Doctor Strange. She went I mean, like villain she's... turn all the way. If they bring her back, it's going to have to be like, "Oh, I have complete amnesia. I only am like haunted by dreams of what I did." Can like the whole thing is going to be like, "Can people forgive me? Can they ever so I think that that like she's still going to be critical to the X-Men story. And I've heard some ways that some people are theorizing that they could still do the House of M story based on, I don't know, whatever comic book stuff people have seen. I haven't, I don't know enough about it, but I do think she'll be back. I think she's too good of a character for her just to go out like that. I agree. And And they're running short on, on great female characters. Yeah, She was a hero for a lot of this and then she turned evil and I don't really want that to be her end. I didn't like it. I was like, that's fucking character assassination. I'm fine with her going evil for a while, but like she needs to have some kind of redemption story. And maybe she dies, you know, saving a bunch of people. There you go. That's what we need. Instead of like just trying to, you know, control the evil that she had just released. Yes, yes. Yeah, that was. All right, how about this? Uh, Killer of the Flower Moon. Right. People are really excited about this movie. Uh, Its runtime is three hours and 26 minutes. So I'm less excited. You probably wouldn't be excited at all because you got Scorsese and you have really no respect for the the legends in the game. 326 is a number that is a fuck you number. The only way you're going to sit through that is if it's an endgame, which was, I think, pretty similar, wasn't it? Yeah. A little over three. I mean, I would sit through it for like, um, I had nothing else going on. It was like a rainy summer day and they were going to give me free popcorn and a drink and I could have two bathroom breaks. Yeah, no, that all sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing about Endgame, too. Action-packed, end of an era, a million cool storylines to tie up. This is a one-off movie um, about, I think, like a serial killer in Indian Native American country. This could be really boring. I mean, I get it's Leo, and but, you know, I couldn't sit through The Revenant either, and that was Leo winning a, an Oscar. So I don't think I want to watch this anymore. Like, dude, whatever happened to, like, a tight 90? Especially on a one-off movie, dude. Tell the story. Make it happen. Yeah, I uh, I tried to watch a movie. Um, I'm not even going to use it in Hot Rex and Not Rex. Okay. Because it doesn't even deserve that spot. So, uh, friend of the pod, uh, Riley, mm. uh, hit me up and said, Hey, man, new Power Ranger movie dropped. <laughs> I said, you know what? Okay, I'm going to give it a try. I heard it did. It's got decent ratings or something. I watched maybe fifteen minutes of it, and I think it was the worst thing I've ever seen. Wow, the worst thing I've ever seen. I'm pretty sure they only got two of the Power Rangers. Oh, really? The blue one and the black one. All the other ones. One of them was so out that uh, they killed her in the first minute. 
The pink one? Uh, the yellow one. Oh, seriously. And I think maybe we got Spoiler. voices from some other ones. Oh, my God. Guys, I'm Just sorry. Wreck, I, huh? I'm sorry I spoiled it. It's not fucking worth your time, even okay. if I did spoil it. Even well, if you were excited, it was that bad. If you had said, hey, it was a blast from the past, nostalgic, I actually had fun with watching it, I would have tried. But if you don't even like it, there's no chance I'll like it. I don't think that I would have liked it as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. It was so bad. Okay, okay. Can I just give you a couple of I, things Literally, that this is the best case scenario. Okay, no, I don't have to watch this it. This is what happened when I watched it. Okay. okay. So they start out, and there's like a fight. And the Power Rangers all show up. And, I, and there's a big explosion in the background. The, the music hits. They beat up some putties. Rita, the villain, is now a robot. Okay. So she got was, a new body. Which was really bad. And then um, they beat up some putties and whatnot. But then uh, the Blue Ranger is about to get killed. And then the Yellow Ranger, who obviously didn't want to be part of the show, dove in front of him and sacrificed herself and died. Okay, right And then there. the Black Ranger adopted her daughter. And then obviously her daughter is going to become a Power Ranger, the okay. new Yellow Ranger. The, the, yeah. They go to her like a year anniversary of her death. To her grave, and Rita and crew are waiting for them to fight them at the grave. (laughs) (laughs) And then the Power Rangers all show up, and then these two like villains um, shrink the Power Rangers into toys. No. And then Rita puts them on a shelf to drain their powers, but they're literally just plastic toys. Oh my God. And I turned it off. (laughs) Yeah, that was it. I was like, whoa, this is so bad. I can't even watch it. Okay. So, All right. Well, at least we knocked it out quick. We did. All right. Who's up? Um, You. All right. I got one. Um, This is kind of interesting. I know you're an Adam Driver fan. I like Adam Driver. He's good. Yeah. Adam Driver has been offered the I role by it. Marvel to play Reed Richards. Well, that's because they probably saw $65 million. They said, wow, this guy's got it. Um, I didn't think he was a star until now. And they said, yep, he can carry a blockbuster. I don't understand this. This doesn't make sense to me. Really? Um, it's well, not that why? I don't it makes perfect be... sense. He's got a relationship with Disney. Mm-hmm. He... Obviously, the the role of Kylo Ren is over with. Yeah, and why wouldn't he want to join up a big blockbuster and and be I get you know it. the face but of a set of movies? Why did you make John Krasinski into Reed Richards? He did a fine job, and then he's in a different universe, but now he's a different person too. How come all why the kings? He? How come all the different kings in different universes were the same person? I guess they won't be now, probably. <laughs> exactly. Um, but but now this Reed Richards is Adam Driver. Well, I mean, in Spider Man, they were all three different people, and I think I, it's just there's not that is consistency. It just convenient? I guess it's convenient. Yeah, yeah, but it's. I think it's an upgrade. Adam Driver is better. A, a better is yeah. better than Krasinski. Don't you think? Yeah, of course. I, I I think I'm in on this. I'm just he might be a better Doctor Doom though, to be honest. But yeah, oh. that would be sick. I like that way more. I like it better. And now put Krasinski Fuck. back. Yeah, now that's what they yeah, should do. That's what they maybe should they're do. just like they're tricking us. <laughs> that would be way. Better. That would be better. I do care though. Okay, that's good news. Okay, how about this? Um, Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, the, the new Empire. It's coming in March. Oh, dude, I just don't care at all. Don't I hated Godzilla. All. Remember when we were like, man, is Godzilla decent? And then they went all like Middle Earth conspiracy theory in it. Yeah, that was great. Yikes. It was bad. This is going to be horrible. Also, um, I never like movies where it's villain versus villain or hero versus hero. Is right. Godzilla good or bad? I think he's good. Kong is for sure good. And Who's then this... the villain in this one? Well, some giant orangutan looking motherfucker. Did you see the, the no, teaser? No, I wouldn't. You really know. don't care. I don't care. We, neither of us care. Let's move on. I don't care at all. I got one for you. Okay. Um, This is big for me. We'll see if you agree. Prime Video is the first streaming service to come out with an audio option 
to increase the dialogue volume without increasing the background noises, the explosions. Uh, you'll just be able to hear the dialogue better. That's cool. That's very cool. That's, that's huge for that's me. That's really... I think, that, yeah, the music is usually the problem. It'll be like a really mm-hmm. quiet part of a movie, and then I'll turn it way up, and then the music will hit, and like my floor will shake. Right. And I'm like, whoa. And, and I get it. Like, dude, they need to tune these movies differently. Like, you should have theater style, which is what they do. And when I'm in a theater, it's okay that the explosion fucking vibrates my chair because I'm in a theater. I'm not at home with a kid sleeping or trying to watch it in my bedroom with my wife sleeping. You know, dude, I want I would have settled literally for audio or dialogue only subtitles. Yeah, which is fine. But this is better. I might not need to use subtitles. I like this. I like this a lot. This is great. This could be big. So I, I do care. Uh, bravo to Bezos, I guess. Okay. What up? I like that. All right. Uh, how about this? Would you be interested in a Netflix series? Okay. About a retirement community in New Mexico. No. That's under threat from an other, like an, uh, you know, like a alien? supernatural or an alien threat. So it's Cocoon. <clears throat> Remember Cocoon? That was like a the late 90s movie where there's like a bunch of old people starring in it okay and um there was like an alien invasion and they all get young remember that no okay so this is a, a movie or a series it's a series on netflix um it's going to be called the burrows and okay. it's going to be done by the creators of the dark crystal age of resistance and the mm. duffer brothers oh oh so the duffer brothers are teaming okay now i do care now you See, do now care. i do care yeah Interesting. Um, sure, why not? You know, let's get some old fucks. The Duffer Brothers at this point... They should have made deserve, it five years ago when Betty White could have been in it. The Duffer Brothers deserve um, our, uh, like... Attention? We, attention and belief. Like, we should expect good things. You had my attention. Now you have <laughs> my interest. Um, yeah, no, I, I I do care now. What's it, The Burrows. Okay, I'll look for that one. Yeah, I don't know when it's coming, but I'm excited about it. Okay. All right, um, let's move on to Hot Rex and Hot Rex. And we have to start with what has been the, probably the the biggest show of the people. Okay, um, the popular, populist yeah, show. Yeah, the biggest populist show, The Mandalorian. Right. Just wrapped up season three. Um, I think that we are going to have very different opinions. Interesting. I do. I think we're going to have different opinions about this So show. let's go spoiler on it, right? Everybody should have watched it. Yeah, if just you didn't whatever. watch it, you're just going to have to fast forward just a little bit. Just click that like 30, 30 second, second 30 plus. second, 30 second, 30 second, you know, and we should be good. Yeah. And then go 30 seconds back if yeah. you go too far. Yeah. So um, in this season, it focused a lot on Mandalore. Right. It had a huge season from Bo-Katan. I liked most of that stuff. Bo-Katan stuff was good. Yeah. The Exploring Mandalore was good. I liked it. I liked, um, like, people didn't like Minds of Mandalore, the second mm, episode. I liked that liked episode a lot. Liked it a lot. Liked it faves. a lot. Now, this show did have a bunch of, like, weird side missions and characters. Like, what's the guy, Carl Weathers? Weathers. They just tried to find stuff for him to Every do. Every time he's on, I'm, like, taken out of the show. <laughs> Mando. Like, Mando. Hello. I, would you like a cabin and some whiskey? <laughs> I'm like, dude, no, this is not working for me. Everything about that planet doesn't work for me. I like the one line that they keep using to sum it up. He's like, well, Mando, I mean, 
you saved the child. Yeah. What are you still doing goofing around? <laughs> it's like, it's complicated. <laughs> As in, why are they still continuing the show? I think your story's over, Mando. Yeah, so I would say that I was I was kind of feeling out on the show. Yeah. Oh, I, this this season had some really bad episodes. The middle of the show was pretty rough. Yeah. And then... The, I, like the one all on Coruscant, who fucking cares? Who cares happened? about Dr. Pershing? Oh, I didn't care about that. Didn't that episode, care. That, that episode swung and missed. That was one of my least favorites. That was one of the worst episodes of TV I've watched in a while. Seriously. But I will say that the last two episodes, which mm-hmm. were kind of like a two-part story yeah picked up right off i thought they nailed this and mm-hmm. i'm not saying it was all perfect and made perfect sense like some of the decisions the characters made were really stupid yeah but i don't really care this show is fun yeah and this it's... show was super fun especially in the last two episodes i, I for whatever reason Giancarlo carlo esposito is just so captivating he feels so incredibly evil mm-hmm um, I believe every word that comes out of his mouth. Love him. And him with the big suit and this new Beskar army and taking over Mandalore and all its resources, cloning himself, talking shit about Grand Admiral Thrawn. Right. All this stuff was good. Was cool. The gates with the with the troopers that the unarmed Mando had to fight. That was and he was, got like a little bit better weapon each time. Each that felt time, very video game, and I really liked that. That was so cool. I like. I mean, that what I too. didn't like about it was like, um, just Moff Gideon's just terrible decision making. Yeah, like, like I'll oh. take it myself. Don't worry like, about it. He was like, oh, we're gonna let those two walk around yeah. by themselves. Oh shit! They just well, killed all my clones. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit oh i didn't think of that it didn't make any sense Dude, well <laughs> even his decision at some point to be like hey you two unnamed grunts take the yeah. mandalorian oh, away away and away. he's like in a private hallway with no cameras ready to they're beat like, some ass. they're like should we handcuff him he's like zip time yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it that if was, he escapes i'll just take care of it later i got a cool rough. suit um, that was bad i mean you have to look past that stuff because yeah. The show is filled with stupid shit. It is. Like, here's my biggest problem I keep having is like, it's time to retake the planet and 45 people go to one small area and fight 60 people and whoever wins gets the planet. Like, what? there's nothing on the planet then. No, the planet was empty. No, I kind of get that too. But like, every I- time they go to like, hey, I'll meet you on, on Coruscant and they're like, okay, um, don't they need to be more specific? It's making the the universe seem tiny. Making the and then they run into the same people every time, too. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, throw the name of the city in there, at least. Like, mm-hmm. we can ignore it, but it will help me. Yeah, I would say that um, they're trying to make the fight scenes more realistic by having fewer people. But then this entire fight happened in the sky. Yeah, which I thought looked cool. It did look And cool. it was cool, and I had no problem with that. But I'm like... Yep, this is the battle for Mandalore, 45 versus 70. <laughs> like, dude, where's the scale? So I did really like the whole end of this episode, though. Okay. So the fight scenes at the end were really cool. Were pretty cool. So you had Mando versus Moff Gideon in his super suit. Yep. But then um, he was in trouble. He was and he in had deep the, trouble. The, the troopers, which yeah, were the cool. Yeah, the troopers were really cool. Yep. And then Grogu steps in and helps him. But then the troopers go after him and get stuck in a different room. Right. And you know Grogu's not going down, but you could see Mando, his It changed fear, everything, yeah. And he stops fighting. He's just trying to go rescue him. And then and Bo-Katan comes out of nowhere. I didn't even know that that area was connected to where she was fighting earlier. But... Bo-Katan shows up with the Darksaber. This was really cool. So yeah. now you had Bo-Katan, Moff Gideon with the Darksaber. 
here's the problem. He gives the Darksaber to Bo-Katan. She uses it for 17 minutes and then already breaks it. Yeah. Like, gets it broken, I should say. I was say. cool with that, though, because I didn't need more of it. Yeah. To be honest He'd already given it back at yeah. that point, so I'm like, well, he... Mando doesn't use... Is not going to use a lightsaber. No. So, So, I yeah. didn't care about that. That was fine. The Grogu fight scene was really fun. Yeah. Just that he was able to just constantly be helping everyone by... Yeah. And he was doing, like, real old Yoda stuff. Like, he wasn't trying to hurt people. He was just trying to, like... He'd push them away. Push them away, trip or them, stop their, their weapon. weapon away. Yeah, like, that stuff was all pretty cool. That was cool. I really liked all of it. That whole fight scene was a lot of fun. Yep. Mando whooping those soldiers with Grogu's help was really cool. It was a cool... Yeah, it was and a And them fighting together was awesome. And then I loved the... You kept thinking the Mandalorians, one of them was evil. Mm-hmm. But it kind of felt good that in the end that they weren't. So who were the spies then? I don't know. And then, because it was like, oh, everybody thinks that the armorer is going to be the spy. But, dude, she came in and whooped ass. Whooped so ass. I guess she's And then not. the guy then the guy that she took the fleet from, mm-hmm. you thought maybe he was the bad guy. And then he was like, everyone off the ship. I'm going to stay here alone. And I was like, this motherfucker. Yeah, but then he, but he then did he, it. He, he cr- almost sacrificed fuck. himself. He yeah, flew out the last second. That, that was cool, too. That was cool. And then I loved it. So um, I'm not going to tell you what, but mm. the, it was a callback to a famous rebel scene. Okay. Okay. So which part? Um, the the Grogu part. Or this the shield? Yeah. The flame shield. So or a very similar scene will happen in a big moment. I'm guessing Ahsoka does it. I'm not gonna tell you who, but just a person in in Rebels does okay. a very similar thing. All right. And so it was a very it was a callback to that I think, which I thought was really sweet. All right. And anytime Grogu uses his powers, I'm all in. Like I love it. He didn't even pass out this time. Yeah. He sat down a little hard, but he's, he's getting, getting stronger. He's getting stronger. He's kind of badass now. Do you realize that, and now this is just my theory, but they're going to have like more of an adolescent, probably talking Grogu be in these Ray movies. Don't you think he could yes. be in them? Oh, I mean, it'll yeah. be another 25, 30 years or whatever. So, I mean, I think you're going to get, like they talked about a Mandalo- Mando universe movie with, with um, Filoni, Filoni to wrap a lot of this stuff up. So yeah. I think what you're going to get in that movie is... Mando, mm-hmm. Grogu, maybe Ahsoka, um, Had to be, and sure. Ezra, and you know all of the characters kind of coming. Uh, Sabine Wren, Bo-Katan, whoever doesn't die yeah. is going to come together to fight Thrawn. Right, and they're going to be, finally finish off Thrawn. Yeah, and I think that is going to be a movie, and it's going to be fucking sweet. Okay, and you're going to get you're going to get Ezra hanging out with Grogu and teaching him and stuff. Yeah, and like I think that stuff is going to be really fun, and I think at this point, like. Um, if I were, if I were Disney and I were Filoni, I would be thinking about like, um, wow, we're doing a great job building a universe. Why are we trying to tell all these one-off stories? Maybe we should build a universe and tell a bunch of stories and then have them come together like the Avengers. Right. So you're going to have Mando and Ezra and Ahsoka and Grogu and all these people from different shows coming together. To fight a great power every once in a while, like th- that kind That's, of stuff, fucking works. That that rips, dude. That rips. That sells. So I'm in. I'm excited about that. And I thought that this series, um, it is what it is. Like, yeah. it's TV on a cheap, you know, monthly service. Yeah. That's given us pretty good, fun pretty stuff. good stuff. Some <laughs> some cool moments for sure. Overall quality, I I wish was higher. Yeah, I think like I and think not it, even just like production value, just the like. The writing, as hard as it is to say, because we we seem to be wanting to revere Filoni, and uh, I, I think a lot of his writing is wild and stupid. But I did see a video, you know, like it's a, fun. So I saw like a TikTok video, 
and it was um, the guy who played Darth Maul in the cartoons. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, yeah, like they were in a reading and he had to have like, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Padme. Okay. Was going to meet in the cartoon for the first time was going to meet Anakin's mom. Okay. And then they read through the whole thing. And then this guy who was playing Darth Maul was like, dude, we, we can't do this scene. And they were like, why? And he was like, because they already met in the movies. Oh, because they had <laughs> they had dinner yeah. together. Yeah. And so to me, I think like... Jar Jar think, was there. I, I remember. think sometimes like this story is so big that even like the experts are kind of like... Yeah. Oh, shit. That did happen. <laughs> <laughs> God damn that stuff. All right. Um, so yeah, Mando overall fun. Overall fun. Overall still worth watching. Uh could it be better? Absolutely. But it's not going to be Andor. We we don't really want all the Star Wars to be Andor either. No. Because that's such a different vibe. Agreed. And they're just trying to make Mandalorian for everybody. Yeah. So if there's shit you don't like, maybe your kids would have, you know? And I, I did hear a person say, why why did they have to bring Grogu back? Like, we don't need Grogu to be with him. Like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, he should just be off somewhere else. Right. And I was like, I went to Disney World like a month ago. And, like, half of the people at Disney World were wearing Grogu shirts. Yeah. That's why. That's why. <laughs> That's <laughs> they why. would rather get rid of Mando than get rid of Grogu. <laughs> They'll be like, actually, the Mandalorian is Grogu. And <laughs> here he's wearing his chainmail. see? So There's no... They, at this point, he is... They're printing Grogu money at this point. There's yeah. no way he's going fucking anywhere. Yeah. All right. How about this? You watched the show Mrs. Davis. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called Mrs. Davis. So, okay, what if I told you that the writer-creator of the shows Lost, okay, The Leftovers, yeah, and The Watchmen yeah. had a new show? I'm in. I'm that's, actually way in. That's this show, and okay. it's, called, uh, it's called Mrs. Davis, and it's on Peacock. It's got a female lead from, like, she was in that Glow show that we watched for a little bit yeah. and then stopped. As like the friend, the blonde friend that got cheated on or whatever. Okay. So it, it doesn't have like a bunch of actors you know, but dude, it's co-written and co-produced by Damon Lindelof. So we should be paying attention. And I watched the first episode after hearing a bunch of good reviews. It's on the cock. It's on Peacock. Mrs. Davis is probably going to be a banger. It is okay. goofy and wild. It's like Watchmen in that it's like, oh. but it's hard R-rated. You know, it's it's goofy though i mean it's literally I, got like a killer all-powerful ai i loved watchman so much yeah. that i would watch anything he made right and so i think this might be something that we get to enjoy i mean it's it's violent it's fun it's doesn't take itself too seriously um i'm more hyped about this than poker face remember when i tried to plug yeah. poker face yeah. and then after like three episodes i stopped watching it yep i hope that's not the case so i will revisit this okay. next week um, after I knock out a couple more, I think they have three episodes out and then they're doing weekly. Okay. So I'm in on Mrs. Davis already off to a hot start with the pilot. So that's Love a that. wreck already. Okay. I have a wreck. Um, my wreck is, uh, I think it's on Amazon prime and it's jury duty. Yeah. It's on freebie. Okay. F- freebie. And you can get it on like your Roku and it is free, but it's on prime too. I think so. Yeah, I think that at least like the first couple episodes maybe are. I don't really know, but yes, it's it's either on Freebie or Prime and Prime maybe. I love the show. Yeah, I'm halfway through it. I love it. This is brilliant. <laughs> this is one of the smartest shows I've ever seen. It is. Uh, so here's what it is. It's the Truman Show. 
is what it really yeah, is. Yeah, okay. This is a bunch of actors who are pretending to be part of jury duty and one person who's not in on the joke and is not an actor. They picked the perfect guy, Ronald. He's amazing. <laughs> and they literally are just the weirdest group of people ever. I'm sure, have you seen the part yet? Um, you've probably seen it online where the guy, the judge is like, are you sitting down? And then he's got the pants that have the crutches on the back. Yeah. That you can just turn <laughs> yeah. into a seat wherever. Yeah. It's so funny. I mean, they just have the funniest stuff having happened. James James Marsden, that's his name, right? Right, yeah. The, the actor is on playing James Marsden. Right. Just as like mocking himself. James Marsden shows up and is just like, Yep, I got fucking called to jury duty, you know? <laughs> like this sucks. And then just the craziest things happen. They build this whole story that you kind of care about, even though you know it's fake. Yeah. The whole time, which I think is really an interesting But you part know of this. that he's experiencing it for real. Yes. So it changes everything. It changes everything. And you're just like, it's so smart how they even make it work. It's actually amazing that they got to do a full season of it before, you know, something could have fallen apart at so many times. Like, I've seen a lot of press that James Marsden has been doing about it. And he really sold the concept. He's like, dude, it's like theater that you've never gotten to rehearse for before. I mean, it feels like almost the rehearsals that they'd probably do for Nathan for you, you know? Yeah. Um, well, what was that I show just, called? Though, the other one, um, but the rehearsal, the rehearsal. Yeah. So, dude, it's it's. I've only seen the one episode. I will continue watching, especially since you're still really loving really it. Really in episode good. four. So I think it gets better. Yeah, I think and, like, it the will. Story. It gets like at points you're kind of like, how can he believe this? But like, the thing with jury duty is that you're forced to just live it twenty four seven. So they're living off the away from everybody else. They have police escorting them everywhere they go. They have to live in a hotel they have to eat every meal together so then these people are just like they have hectic lives they do crazy things crazy things happen to them and he constantly gets thrown into the middle of it like right it'll be like this is just an example i won't give you any details but like an example a guy and his girlfriend get in a fight and then he's on a payphone as the guy's walking by and he goes just come here real quick i need you to talk to my girlfriend and then she <laughs> says stuff and then he has to like respond and like deal with the situation dude I, I love it do you remember the show uh i think it was called average joe yeah yeah yeah. do you remember the concept of that one yes where it was a dating show uh-huh um but everybody was fake except for this joe yeah average it's, joe it's and, incredible and at the end the reveal was like emotional and they were just gonna make fun of this guy the whole time and halfway through they had to like pivot it because he was so sympathetic yeah and like his best friends were being eliminated and he was crying and it's like, oh my God, dude. So the the thing is with this is like... He, Are they going to reveal at the end? They have to, you right? Do, yeah. And the, you do get this guy on his best behavior because he knows he's being filmed for this trial. Yeah. He, they're like going to do a documentary and they have access to the, the judiciary system for the yeah. first time or whatever. Yeah. So like you, he, he's on his best behavior, but he's just a likable guy too. And like... Yeah. As the friendships are developing, they kind of give him a role of like kind of the group leader. Yeah, and so they a lot of the pressure him, kind yeah. of falls on him. Yeah. It's it's brilliant. This is so different than everything else, and it's so funny. And I keep finding myself thinking like, I hope James Marsden wins an award. That's what I keep you thinking. Think he's that he's that good in it. I just think it's so brave for him to take this role. Mm-hmm. That like he just deserves some real credit. Like he might not be the an A list actor, but he's a solid B-list actor. You know, like, he's yeah. a big deal. He's the lead in Sonic. This is a very daring 
this role is for him. So daring, and he's constantly making fun of himself. That I just think makes him so likable. I love it. So you're in love with James Marsden. You love the show. I love the show. Love James Marsden. Who do you like I, better, the the main guy that's being tricked, the main or James? Guy. The main okay. guy. I mean, he's just he's a hero on this show. I love the w- one weird dude, and I've only watched the one. <laughs> one of the actors is playing a character who's like obsessed with trying to modify his body with yeah. like science, you know? And yeah. he's like, he's all for android rights or some shit. <laughs> he's he's drinking the food that's been yeah. food processed through a tube he's like i can actually put uh, seven meals in here and i you know oh my god it's he, it, it's, it's good dude yeah. it's i think it's a wreck i will continue to watch it and follow up okay and you've also been watching better call saul finally the last season yeah so like you know we take a lot of shit because we're a tv podcast and i'm supposed to be this tv guy and i never finished it i watched the first full season, a little bit of the second season of Better Call Saul, and I dropped off on it um, to watch other things that were new and exciting because this is a prequel to Breaking Bad, right? Yep. Um, But after the last season just got so much buzz, I'm like, fuck it, dude. I'm just going to watch the last season. And it finally dropped on Netflix, and I'm two and a half episodes in, and it's electric. <laughs> it's I, I'm already caught up. I remember stuff from early. Like You could watch season one and season six. I, I think it's going to be perfect for me. They set everything up in season one, and you're seeing it come to fruition in season six. And I think if you liked the action scenes from Sicario, which felt like super real Mexican cartel type of shit, the action scenes, and they're sparse, right? In, in Sicario and those movies, there's like they don't happen all the time, and when they do, they hit hard. Oh, yeah. That's what this show has, dude. Okay. I mean... You are on the edge of your seat for when they do a shootout, you know, because it's just so character driven. There, there's acting within the action scene of them being frightened out of their fucking mind, you know, like, dude, it is a really, really good show. And if I really love the ending, there's some slim chance I rewatch the whole series at some point. But okay. I'm so far just really happy with my decision to hold out for the final season. I love that. And let you. it tie right up into Breaking Bad. Okay, well, it's time to move on to our last part here, mm. and that is our podcast on a pedestal. It's coming to an end, <sighs> and this week we watched Super Bad. Another awesome rewatch segment going to be in the books. Yeah, I loved this. The comedy was really fun. I actually found myself looking forward to these movies more than I usually do in the rewatches. Sometimes, yeah. And it's not because I don't like the movies we watch in the rewatch, but like they're often pretty heavy. For whatever reason, these movies have aren't heavy at all. Yeah. And so they feel really like easy to watch like during the week. Yeah, and there's not as much pressure to like really analyze every bit of it. So that's been kind of nice. Yeah, I think that what what it is though is like we've we have watched cuz we we were focused on comedies that happened since the year 2000. Right. And so I think what we what really happened is is we moved out of like um almost like expanded SNL skits. Mhm. And into like actual like Sort of trying to be real movies life. Yeah, about right. real life that are just funny and the characters are funny. Um, you know, we moved out of like Bubble Boy right. and like Billy Madison and like Night whether the they're Roxy. real. Yeah, like it's <laughs> yeah. just like those movies. Billy Madison is, it's the dumbest movie of all time. I'm not saying it's not funny, but like, you know what I mean? It's just, it would never happen. <laughs> right. And there's, I know that does real, being realistic doesn't mean, like a movie doesn't have to be realistic, but like, I do think that real, like comedy about your everyday life and like experiences people have is mm-hmm. just funnier. 
Right. And so I think like when I was watching this, I really felt that that change in comedy in the movies that we watched. I agree. I, I like the, the final lineup that we hit. And this was a great one to finish with because this is, at least for our generation, I would say, is the best and most famous like high school movie. Oh, yeah. You know, this is our like fast, fast times at Ridgemont High and, um, you know, Dazed and Confused. This is Superbad's like our high school movie. I think that this movie was iconic. Yeah. And it is um, a real introduction to uh, the people who I think are going to be connected in history and in comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen. I yes. know they're not best buddies and I know that they are not always working together, but for whatever reason, they just kind of came on the scene at the same time. Yep. And I just kind of like in my mind, I kind of like equate the two. Like they yeah. just kind of go together with what I thought was a real revolution in comedy. You know, and it's funny you bring those two guys up because Michael Sarah kind of doesn't have much of a career now, but this was the best thing he ever did. Oh, he's, he's so good. He makes the movie. He's probably the funniest part of the whole oh, movie. Oh, his lines are the best. They hit the hardest. He's the most likable. He's like, you know, this sweet guy. And then Jonah Hill gets to be kind of like the dirty asshole guy. The fun, like, like to me, the the best parts of this movie are actually the most realistic parts. Mm-hmm. Just like when they are just talking and kind of spitballing, is when I think the movie is really funny. Yeah, the, and like it just starts the out first with a bang. third of the movie is the funniest part. It's just mostly them walking around a high school, like yeah. talking about trying to get with girls, right? And it's so funny, and like I I just love the very first scene. When they're on the phone trying to figure out what porn site he should subscribe to when he turns 18. And he's just like, I just want some production value or whatever. And he's like, I'm sorry that the Coen brothers aren't available to direct your porn. And he's like, maybe you should worry about what your parents will see on the bill. Yeah, exactly. He's like, maybe Perfect 10. Like, what could you do? Anything. Come on. And he's like, have you ever seen a vagina on its own? Mm, Not for me. Not for me. And then the best part is when he comes out of the house talking on the phone, yeah, and they but they it. can see each other. <laughs> they just get hit and continue. That is relatable. And then he's like, school, he's yeah. like, I am so jealous that you got to suck on your mom's tits yeah. when you were little. And he's like, wow, at least you got to suck your dad's dick. <laughs> and it's the just whole like, scene is it was all such good vibes from the very jump, dude. The very beginning of it, the first scenes with them is just two friends yeah. just bullshitting about things that seem important to high school kids yeah. but are meaningless to everybody else. And just their rapport is so fucking good in this movie. Um, I loved it. And I also loved the side story of the cops. Yeah. And I don't know if I liked it as much the first time I saw it, but every time I watch it, they're... They take, better and better and better to me. They're so funny. This is something Bill Hader did that was great. He oh, was so funny in this. He's great. And obviously Seth Rogen's fantastic in it. And like, is I thought I'd be more annoyed by McLovin, mm-hmm. that he's character. Great. But he's really good in this. He's really good. He's got some heart in this movie. He does. And like, like he can be annoying, but mostly he just does funny things. And like just the 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 odd trio of yeah. the cops in him. It just works so well. I love it, dude. The the shenanigans they get up to is fantastic. Um, and the fact that they just know the whole time that he's got a fake ID. Yeah. And he thinks he's like playing this joke on them, yeah. but like, like the oh, we whole know, time, man. We yeah. just wanted to be cool for once. Like people hate cops and shit. It's like great. Uh I How about I, the surprise throat slit though? Ugh, in the I, I was like I was like, come on, man, a comedy movie out of the Didn't blue. need it. Didn't but you know what you knew it was coming. Knew it was coming. Yeah, that's good for you. 
But yeah, I thought that this movie, um, again, it has it, it has just like a, a small role for Emma Stone. Right. I mean, this movie was like a jumping off point. It was like, I want to say it was almost like Freaks and Geeks mm-hmm. for like a new group of people. You right. know, there was so many people and maybe everyone's career didn't boom. But like between Seth Rogen, Bill Hader, Emma Stone and uh, Jonah Hill. Yeah. Just those four is huge. Uh, the Franco kid is in it. Yeah, I know. Dave Franco pops Dave up. Dave Franco just pops up. People don't up forget. In it. Like, how many? That is a line that I probably say I once a week. I know. I mean, it's. I, th- it's, I thought it's this awesome. movie was iconic. Michael Sarah singing in that room when he's scared of all the drug dealers and shit is so good. <laughs> the whole scene in the liquor store when he's trying to buy the stuff and he gets punched oh, God, in the face. I, I just thought this movie was so good and it was, it was like a great growing up story and the best thing about it is is that it was evan goldberg and seth rogan wrote this when they were like mm-hmm. teenagers yeah how about that so they wrote this when they were just kids about themselves pretty much They're kind of you know it's almost like a south park thing you know yeah. like they wrote this thing about themselves and their experiences and their life and the funny things that happened to them and then seth rogan acts in it is a different it, character yeah. and i just really liked that so to me, I thought this was one of the better movies that we've watched. Oh, yeah. For the comedy part. Yep. This and is my second favorite. I'm going to agree. Ooh. I also think it was But my we second. have a different favorite. We have a different favorite. So I'll just go ahead. My favorite was Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and I was surprised by that. My favorite was, was Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers. Yeah. So for me, it goes Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Super Bad, Wedding Crashers, Old School. What's your top four? The same. But, but one in three switch. Ah, nice. Dude, I mean, head and shoulders over a couple of the other ones we watched. and Some of the other ones were not as good. I just thought, like, um, I mean, if I had to pick the winner based on that, yeah. like, one of us is either going to have to concede or we have to agree it's super bad. I think I'd be more willing to agree it's super bad. Yeah, I think I would, too, just because it feels more important. It like, felt- Jason Siegel, this that was Jason Siegel's baby. I mean, he yeah. wrote that thing, starred in it, and it was absolutely brilliant best thing he's ever done right we, we watch a lot of movies that were the best thing that x you know yeah. steve carell has done or best thing vince vaughn vince done. vaughn for sure in wedding crashers you know and that's that's kind of awesome um i think super bad is more important long term so i I'm think okay that with my it. biggest disappointment was um the hangover i was pretty surprised that that was actually just not very i didn't good. really like it that much and i i thought it was kind of just it was like really trying to be edgy, but the, it didn't really make me laugh. Right. And I think if you're going to be edgy, it's got to be like the fucking prime Chappelle show. Right. If you're going to be edgy. You better hit. And yep. like, I just didn't think it did enough um, for me. I thought old school, I would have said like in the past, old school is my favorite comedy, but it felt a little more dated. Yeah. Even though it's since the 2000s, it felt more dated than the others. Um, I also really liked 40 year old virgin, but that probably that came in been, fifth for me. Yep. Yeah, that would be fifth for me, and then probably and I thought, Eurotrip, and then Hangover or whatever. And I thought Forgetting Sarah Marshall, um, Super Bad, and Wedding Crashers had probably the biggest budgets. Maybe The Hangover did, but yeah, they it all probably had, did. They all had big budgets, and they all had good directing, and they had good acting, and the stories were fun. And I just I thought the three of those kind of stood apart from everything else. Yeah, and it felt like kind of a change in what comedy was, and and could be. I agree. I'll just say one thing, and one of the reasons why I would pick Forgetting Sarah Marshall over Superbad is because Superbad had that classic thing that most of the movies we watch do, where the third act is not nearly as funny. 
Yeah. And that that sucks a little bit. Um, you know, the, by then the cops are over with and everything else, and they just kind of have to try to wind it down with, like, an awkward scene at the mall, you know? Um, and I think Forgetting Sarah Marshall had a lot stronger finale, but... Yeah, either I, way, I, man. I mean, great I movies. did like I did like all of their like failed hookups though. Yeah, like a lot. Like you have the Michael Sarah one where he's like, "You're the prettiest girl yeah. this side of the Mississippi," yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like that whole thing is funny. And then you have obviously Seth f- strikes out with Jules, right. and she's not interested, or at least not in that moment. And then you have uh, McLovin, <laughs> and then the cops busted in there like, "Are you violating that girl with your penis?" Yeah. <laughs> All of that stuff was funny to me. Them hugging in the bed with him, yeah, it was funny. Like I, I, it's just good. Shit, I thought it was dude. a great movie. I thought it was a fun way to end the the rewatch. It was perfect. It was good. So hey, man, put the podcast on a pedestal. Yep. Put the rewatch on a pedestal, if we you will. We don't need to put it on a pedestal anymore. We can take it down. And guess what? We have next. Should we announce? Yeah. It's going to be the week of Wick. It's going to be a watch for me. It's going to be, yeah, <laughs> dude, kind of, I've watched the first one, so rewatch on one. I haven't watched any of them, so dude. it's going to be a watch for me. I'm going to watch all I might have to four. watch first and write down the throat slits. Uh, I'm just going to no, Game of Thrones. It. So I'm just going to constantly think throat slits coming. And not see any of it? Yeah, I'm just going to be like, Meh. I'm pretty good at just like, Meh. Oh, yeah, because you, you see know, yeah, something heading like, towards. Well, no. All right, all right. You'll and be then, fine. And, you know, sometimes I have like, I misstep, you know, and I missed something good. <laughs> yeah. Well, in this case, you're going to miss a lot of gun, point blank gunshots. That's Ooh, what I mean, this as is long as about. there's not a bunch of knives, at least in the first one. He uses one. guns mostly, yeah. but he'll use anything. I mean, I'm too. pretty cool with like a lot of knife fighting. No, yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not. I really oh, that's like your that. favorite, isn't no, it? That's probably my favorite. But a gun fighting? Hell yeah. Like a, like a, like a really clever gun, gun fight. This is gun like foo. Hand-to-hand combat with guns. That's fun. It'll be sick. I can't wait. Um, I think that they're going to get better. I think the first one's good, and then we'll see. And then I, I'm excited to get to four because people love it. So we're going to do the week of Wick, although I think we're going we're gonna to make it take a couple weeks. You know, right? We're not going to try to watch all four and come back and cover all four this, this next week. So we'll see. We'll see what the cadence is, but, dude, I'm excited. This is uh, untapped you know, resources for us right here. It is. All right, guys. Well, that's it. That's all the time we have on this episode of the Nordies Podcast. Go back, check out our sports cast where we talked a lot about playoffs in here in Minnesota and the NFL draft. It was a lot of fun uh, as we prepped you for that. And uh, otherwise, thanks for hanging out with your good friends here at the Nordies Podcast. Mm-hmm.